brought to you by the fire in our mouths. Unless someone real wants to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Spartacus. I guess you could call me Chance. And I'm your other host, Ron, also known as Cameron. Uh, those are some names we picked last week. And if you didn't listen to last week, what are you doing listening to this week? That's weird. Listen to them in order. It's just the way you're supposed to do it. Even though I don't think these episodes were aired in order. We've recorded them in order. We have. So, Also, anyway. we ate spicy wings before we recorded, which is what Chance was talking about. It's true. Well, we didn't really eat spicy wings. Cameron ate spicy wings. I ate... The same wings, but he... It's just himself. Yeah, I really like spicy food. Um, I have The Last Dab XXX from the show Hot Ones on YouTube. So just to prove to Cameron, I had some of it on a fry. And it is very hot. Um, Not so hot that I can't take it. I think I handled it pretty well. Yeah, he likes to show off. But, yes, I'm a big fan of the spice. Color me impressed. Oh, thank you. Cameron, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Um, it just feels weird. It's, it's daytime as we're recording. It we're is. Sh- There's so much light in here. Uh-huh. Very different than normal. <clears throat> yeah, we're bringing you that early afternoon energy. Mm, it's the best energy, maybe. It's also nap time energy. It so. is also nap time energy. It could be bad. We normally record at night after you put your kids to bed. Um, Cameron, how are you? <laughs> I'm still good. <laughs> I don't know what's happening now. Yeah, I don't either. We screwed this up. All right. Uh, I'm also doing well. The daytime energy is getting to me, but we had some delicious food. Uh, we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk about some episodes that are real important ones. They're episodes. Yeah, they real. certainly are, were filmed and <laughs> recorded, maybe in front of a live studio audience. We were never able to determine. Oh, I actually did some research. Uh-huh. Uh, I forgot about this. I did some research, and I couldn't find anything about if every episode was recorded in front of a live studio audience or not. There were episodes recorded in front of live studio audiences, but from everything I've researched, that ended in season four. Hmm. So this one would have been. This one, well, it might have been. I, I still couldn't fi- find out if every episode was recorded in front of a live studio audience, or if only some. Uh, in Girl Meets World... Only some of them were recorded in front of live studio audiences. Gotcha. So, I don't really know. I have no idea. If you out there know the answer to this, let us know. I could not find any primary sources, only people on Reddit speculating. Yeah, they're pretty good at that. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway... That is some research I did. Uh, we are going to jump in to this week's episodes. I, I feel like we normally banter before, but... It's that early afternoon energy. It's that it's early... Just, I don't have any bantering built up. We've got we've to get to it. We've got we've to get to it, and we've got to talk about episode 114, She Loves Me, She Loves Me Not. Cameron, synopsize it. Synopsis. Here, here it comes. Um, so, Minkus is in love with Topanga. Eric comes to their class to talk about coming to, I guess, high school. Apparently they go 7th through 12th grade in Philadelphia. And um, Topanga gets a crush on Eric. Corey thinks she has a crush on him. But then he finds out she has a crush on Eric as well. And so it's a big romantic triangle rectangle thing. Yeah. Laughs are had. Lots of, lots of love. A lot of, lot of heart. I think we can lots call it feelings. a love polygon at that point. That's a polygon. Polygonal love. No, that's that's a different thing. <laughs> that's a different thing. Anyway. Polygonal, not polygamal. It's a good synopsis. A good synopsis. My first note in the entire episode is origami flowers are cool. They are. Right. My first note was just said origami Minkus. Yep. Minkus has done some origami. He's opening shot is him at his desk with an origami book. Which we've already established some that he does origami, um, but we really see it here. He makes a flower. 
for Topanga. Is it origami if you have to make cuts, or is origami only folding? In my mind, it's only folding. In mine, too. And I feel like for some of the things Minkus made, it may, maybe paper craft would be more accurate. Maybe so. I don't know. We'd have to look into it. And we have not up to this point. And we probably never will. But if yeah. you know how to fold an origami lily... Let us know. It's a carnelian. Oh, is it a carnelian? He specifically says. Yeah, that. I didn't write down. I, re- I remember the line, just not uh-huh. the exact flower. Um, yeah, and that starts off the episode with him making an origami carnelian Carnelian for Topanga. Uh-huh, and she thinks it's really sweet. Minkus drops some lines. Really, we see a strong Minkus game. He, yeah. He's got game. It's a strong beginning Minkus and love game. Um, and I mean, I just like Topanga. She's encouraging. Uh-huh. I don't feel like she's leading him on or anything like that. Mm-hmm. She's just, she's encouraging his crush while not taking advantage of his crush. Uh-huh. It's a good Topanga. Yeah, good Topanga. But then we also see vengeful Topanga because Corey is making fun of the two of them. It, the, the sick burn, 10 pounds of hair from a parallel dimension, uh-huh. is a pretty sick burn. <laughs> it is... She does have a lot of hair. She does. But it's a good look. Um, but yeah, then Topanga doesn't take kindly to that. And so she gets right back saying how they're superficial or something along those lines. Something about not being evolved, which is interesting based on the next episode. Uh-huh. It always seems to go that way. When paired together, they make a complete picture. That's not true. It is. <laughs> they're, it's they're very hard, true. They're hardly related. Um, but yes, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, so she burns him right back after that sick, sick burn. Mm-hmm. Are Corey and Sean supposed to be kind of like sixth grade bullies? It definitely feels that way. Their their attitudes don't feel good. No, they don't. But they keep talking about them being, uh, at least Corey being a nice guy. Uh-huh. But he doesn't ever seem nice. He's always like ragging on people or different stuff. He doesn't seem like a good kid. Yeah, I just feel like if this was a normal show, there would be a bully. And it'd probably be Sean and Corey. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously we know that we get into the, the bully territory in the next Season two. few seasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like they're acting like it mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, like in a school setting, somebody has to fill that void, I guess, in TV, which is kind of telling of the American public school system. That just made me a little depressed, I'm not going to lie. Good thing we have the sun to give us all this daytime Uh energy. Yes, (laughs) daytime energy is weird. Daytime energy is weird. A little depressing. Um, Yeah, so then... Eric shows up. Uh, I guess they didn't tell him what teacher he was Uh going to go see. Or prepare him in any way. Or prepare him in any way. Um, Here is my thesis of this statement. Mm -hmm. Or of this uh, scene, not this statement. Feeney's a bad teacher. What's Feeney doing letting this go on? Uh (laughs) He should be like asking some questions, kind of leading Eric. Because I've been to these. I mean, I feel like anybody that's been through school has probably been to this or someone. Maybe you don't remember. The, I don't. The far off look in your eyes is telling me you have no idea what I'm about to even say. But uh, I don't remember. Maybe it's lunch. Lunch is just putting that look in your eyes. Um, But especially as a teacher, I remember it because we have sixth graders from the middle school come over and talk to our fifth graders every year. But it's usually like the really good kids higher achievers who've done really well and so they're coming and usually like good at talking in front of people which eric definitely does a good job in that regard but 
usually they like have questions that they're specifically answering, not just like, let me tell you about the parties and where all the cool kids hang out. And cool clothes being a must. Uh Uh-huh, definitely. Which is Eric's whole thing. Well, but you know, in Philadelphia, all those kids are pursuing goals. He's just looking for a way to get out of algebra. Uh Uh-huh. So. Um, He did do that. He did do that. He he accomplishes his goal. (laughs) You're right. He's a goal-driven young man. His goal just happens to be getting out of algebra. But I don't really blame Eric. I, I blame Feeney. Not he encourages him several times with the whole like, do I really have to call on him? I do too. <laughs> when he falls over, when when Corey falls over in his seat, what do I owe you? It's like uh-huh. I get it's it, like, Feeney. Should I? I wouldn't. He's like. <laughs> Should I give him a ride to school next year? I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. At that point, it's like, I get you, Feeney. The kid's being annoying, but mm-hmm. why are you encouraging this? Uh-huh. I did like, though, the Mr. Feeney-Eric chemistry in that scene. Oh, yeah. Just like sure. the way that they played off each other. Because you've seen it a little bit, a little tiny bit in Grandma Was a Rolling Stone, mm-hmm. where he was like hitting on his niece. Eric was hitting on Mr. Feeney's niece, to be clear. Yes. Um, you see it a little bit, but then here you see it again. Um, just kind of this recurring theme of the two of them just kind of getting along well. Yeah, I think they have great chemistry as actors, and I think their dynamic is a lot of fun. I just, what is Feedy doing letting this nothing continue? Uh-huh. For sure. He, he didn't do a great job either. He was not looking out for his class or really helping prepare them at all. Yeah, would you, like, let your class just waste an afternoon listening to some guy prattle on like that? Oh, no, I would definitely hear it the stuff like I remember I think it was my first year we had an OU football player come like we had several members of the team come to our school I mean the coach Lincoln Riley came to and it was like this whole big thing and um but then the players like would go to different classrooms and like answer questions for kids and both me and our school counselor were in the room and if the kids were like tell us about this random thing we'd be like let's make sure we're asking like good questions about like school or just really trying to guide it because yeah it's just you can't just kind of let things sort of go yeah this is not going to go anywhere really useful and like you've said before don't trust kids that includes teenagers uh-huh. don't trust college students <laughs> apparently college students well he was well, a yeah, yeah. player oh, yeah. in that in that scenario that i described yes but yeah i just i was flummoxed at this scene i was look, watching it being like what is what is feeny doing like ask eric some questions about actual like things you need to do at high school uh-huh. minkus tried he said will the exam process be more rigorous Yes, but even though I love Minkus, I would have rolled my eyes at that question. <laughs> the kid behind him clearly did too. Yes. Like if you watch, he's like, will the exam process be more rigorous? And the kid's just kind of like... And in the scene at the end where, again, they're in class, like you see that same thing where the kid behind Minkus is just like, what is this guy's deal? Yeah, he is not impressed by Minkus. Um, and yeah, this is just a bad question. What, what even does that mean? But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's weird that they've got a 7th through 12th high school that's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird that Eric's doing this. It's weird that he's letting it go. This whole scene is just weird. <laughs> it's so weird. But and also Penka, pretty enjoyable. Yeah, there are enjoyable elements to it. Uh, we've already. I think we're already establishing that I may be more down on this episode than you are. Uh-huh. So you'll be the ray of sunshine and I will be the nighttime. Yes, I am the day in which we are recording. You are the night in which we usually... <laughs> yes. Um, what's the next scene? 
Um, they are at their house, and Topanga brings some brownies over. Yes, because she is hypnotized by Eric for some reason. Though I don't feel like anything that he was saying, like to what we know about her character, is like appealing to her. I'm just like, you gotta have cool clothes, and this is where all the cool kids hang out, and like all this stuff. Like that doesn't seem like her to be like taken with Eric. Well, and she's such a self-aware person. Well, that they've that they've shown anyway that she's such a self-aware person that it just seems I don't know odd. Mm-hmm. That she like can't control herself. She's hypnotized by her attraction to him. Uh-huh. But again, I, we like we saw before, just kind of like a naivete where it's like you know where Sean backs her out of the room, being like you know the dolphins and they get caught in the nets or whatever. He's like it has nothing to do with that, and then slams the door on her. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess she does have <laughs> kind of a, a proven track record of being naive. She's an old soul, but still kind of gullible a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, maybe it makes perfect sense that she's so hypnotized with love uh-huh. maybe maybe it seems weird yeah but then she brings brownies over and gets on well with morgan yes um, which is a lot of fun uh yeah morgan and her have a great dynamic mm-hmm. uh sean starts teasing cory about topanga's crush uh-huh topanga's crushing on you cory yeah which and... cory is not having any of that no, he doesn't like the idea. He doesn't like the idea of Topanga having a crush on him. Um, I guess that makes sense, I guess. Like, ew, girl, stop, no. Uh-huh. But I would think by sixth grade. Well, yeah, and that's my thing. I feel like they are very much so too old to be anti-girl uh-huh. at this point. Yeah, and to be like, you're going to start growing up and feeling all these feelings. Like, I'm around fifth graders all day who are like 11, and they are very much feeling feelings all the time. Yeah. So maybe maybe in these 20 plus years, 25 years, things are a little different. I don't know, but I don't think so. I don't really think so either. Yeah, this is my question. This is the question for this episode. Ooh. Answer it if you feel like it, because I think it is telling to kind of the weirdness of the setup of this episode. But when was your first crush? Um, I honestly feel, the first time I ever voiced a crush, I honestly feel like I was in second grade, like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I distinctly remember mine because there's a funny story that goes along with it. Ooh. But it was the first day of first grade. There was this girl and I was like, she's cute. Like, I want to get to know her. She was kind of weirded out by it. I don't think I was being like, I was just being a first grade kid. I don't think I was weird. Maybe I was. But then she had another friend come over and like, talk to me. I guess even by then, they knew how to send intermediaries or whatever to, to talk with them. But we were in the lunch line, and I was talking to this other girl, and then about to walk in and get my tray of food, and I just puked all over the cafeteria. Okay. <laughs> first day of first grade. Yeah. Right? I guess that wasn't the girl that I was like, oh, she's cute. But even then. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I my story is not does not involve puking. That's too bad. But I do remember that there was... Like, during recess in second grade, I lived in South Texas. So, we've talked about me being in northern Montana. Now we've got South Texas. Just top to bottom all over this country. Um, the timeline of my life is weird. What can I say? Anyway. But yes, I lived in South Texas. And um, we were at recess. And me and a friend were running away from girls who were, like, going to kiss us. And it was, like, a game of tag, but not. And then we were talking. And we're like, you know, we really wouldn't mind. Like... <laughs> We were both talking about it. We're like, I actually think she's really cute. I don't remember her name. I don't remember his name. But I distinctly remember having that conversation with my friend. (laughs) I think his name is Aaron, maybe. I don't remember. And we were like, yeah, I mean, it actually probably wouldn't be bad. (laughs) Seems kind of nice, actually. So yeah, we, uh, that's when I probably voiced my first crush. I think that was second grade. 
made. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just seems it just seems odd. It seems odd to you know be doing this storyline with people this old. Uh huh. But you know it is what it is. So we'll kind of brush that aside, I guess. Yeah. This is our expressing our displeasure with the storyline overall. Because I think it's still some valuable things to say. I think, yeah, I don't think it's a bad episode. I might be more down on it just because I feel like a lot of things were weird. I felt like some characters were acting out of... Character? Out of character a little bit. Like I've already voiced, I think Sean and Corey are acting a bit more, even more like a bully mm-hmm. than normal. I think... They're taking away a lot of um, Topanga's self-awareness. I think I, the whole time for that first scene, I'm just like, Feeny, what are you doing? Uh-huh. It's just like all really weird. It's it's story-driven, not character-driven. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was this episode weirded me out a lot, m- lot more than I thought it was going to. Um, but then, after Corey very rudely pushes her out and makes her go away, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he says he can't afford to be polite, I guess, because he doesn't <laughs> want her to like him. And, yeah, I mean, that's the scene. You got anything uh-huh. else to say about it? It is really funny, though, because at the beginning, Sean is like, Corey and Topanga sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. And then later, when like the family is there and they find out that Topanga has a crush on Corey. Then Morgan's like, Corey and Topanga sitting in a tree. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah, Morgan's and great. That's just really funny. Um, just so good. I'm smiling about it right now, just thinking about how funny that was. Yeah, and the kind of mistaking the emotions of the family is kind of the, I think, the best part. Like, oh, Corey's got a crush. And Corey's like, no, I don't have a crush. <laughs> but maybe he does. It's all really uh-huh. confusing. Yeah, it, that part. Just, just like an actual crush. Yeah. It's very confusing. I think that part of the episode's great. It's Maybe this episode's actually perfect because it's really capturing all those wonderful emotions that you feel when you first start feeling all those emotions. Uh, I mean, you're probably right. Yeah, probably. I'm hoping this episode up to it's like an 11 out of 10. <laughs> 11 out of 10. Um, I don't know if this is before or after the end of that scene, but Eric then takes the trash out. Uh-huh. It's and, after. Uh, yeah, and then with Feeney, uh, Feeney confronts him about all the things he didn't say in class. And I'm like, Feeney, you were there. Mm-hmm. You could have asked him those questions. Yeah. For sure. Like how he's asking them, like, how easy is it to get drugs or alcohol or all these different things. Um, Which is when I feel like the episode kind of reveals itself as like, this is our peer pressure, say no to drugs kind of PSA episode in a way. Yeah, it's weird because the thing isn't like, say no to drugs people think they're cool but they're not the thing of the episode is like well obviously drugs are bad Mm -hmm. so why would you but some people won't think that Uh so what are you gonna do yeah um but it is true um i feel like because mr feeney then tells or like eric's like i'm not a role model and then mr feeney's like when you stepped in the classroom you became a role model Mm-hmm. Which is so true, because I remember every year we take our kids to this. They do like a science magic show at the high, one of the high schools here, um, where they'd like, here's all these cool science experiments and tricks. And um, all these cool science experiments and tricks. And um, it's like high school students that are doing it. And this year, there were these two guys that were high school students that they were just like eating up how easily they could get all these 11-year-old kids to like cheer and like be excited. And so they were just acting like total goofballs. But they didn't realize like how easy it is to be a hero to a kid, Mm -hmm. Um, especially in the position that they're in. But then 
like some of the stuff that they were wanting to do and the teachers had to be like, no, like that's not okay. They're like, hey, can we do a TikTok with everybody? And we're like, no, because these kids are like 11 and some of their parents don't want their pictures being posted online and all this sorts of stuff. So you can't do that. And we told them that after they didn't even ask us, they were just like, hey, we want to do a TikTok with everybody. And then we all had to go and be the bad guy and say no. Mm -hmm. And then the kids were like, this is the stupidest thing in the whole world. And it's like, you guys didn't even think for a second, just like kind of the influence that you have. And that was a science thing. Yeah. As these kids would call it, a nerd thing. A nerd event. A nerd event. Yeah. So it's just really easy to like leverage that influence. Yeah. And I think I think that's true. I think maybe a better moral of this story would have been the importance of being a role, role model. Uh-huh. Then... Whatever it is. Whatever. I'm still not super sure. Yeah, it's it's really weird. It's like there's the love through line mm-hmm. and the like don't do drugs because high school is going to be harder than you think through mm-hmm. line, which is just BS. But that's it's just kind of, yeah, it's really weak. Um, but yeah, so I, again, Feeney and Eric have a lot of great energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm like, Feeney, this is your fault. That was your classroom. Uh-huh. Like you let it get to this point. Yeah, so you really don't have much that you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, what's the next scene? Next scene, they're back in school in the cafeteria. Topanga's saying, hey, I want to kind of bring a tape over. Godzilla goes to college is what it was, which sounds like fun. I, I don't think that one's real. No, I don't think so. But it sounds like it'd be fun. Yes. I've, I've actually seen a lot of old Godzilla movies. Not Godzilla Goes to College, though. <laughs> um, copyright. They didn't want to mention a real movie. Yeah. Um, and this is where, again, we get... Well, bef- I'll, I'll, I'll save that for later. This is where we get her notebook. Um, this is where we get the confrontation with Minkus. Uh-huh. All this. And again, Eric, or not Eric, Sean is being a bully. He's like, let's put macaroni in this girl's notebook. Uh-huh. Let's threaten this nerdy kid to stop Put him talking. in a headlock. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. It's None true. of it feels right. Yeah. Like, you know, we've had the Valentine's Day episode where he gives him like the happy Valentine's Day turnaround, which is kind of a playful energy. Uh-huh. And we've got like before that with the hamburger. The hamburger, which is again much more playful, not like direct threat, and the and Christmas, them saying Merry Christmas to each other, and uh-huh. it's just all that. So weird, and yeah, the energy is just so different. Off, yeah, so true. But Minkus comes in and he's wearing a sweater vest, and sweater vest Minkus, I've realized, is when he's vengeful. You or when yes. he's like got an attitude because he wore the sweater vest when he was calling Sean a deadbeat. For not giving him the money for the Christmas present. And here he is again confronting Corey for his thing with Topanga. And they're going off to Acapulco. Which, that was maybe my favorite joke. What about the trip to Acapulco? Acapulco. I embellished, Sean says. (laughs) Which, Sean saying I embellished was very funny. Uh Again, maybe the through line for this episode should have been the dangers of rumors. Yeah, we get to that later though. Yes, but this could have been a nice primer for uh-huh. it. It needed a, a stronger through line. Um, but yeah, so... Um, I did notice that Corey is wearing a Mighty Ducks jersey. Like a... Well, he's not. Keep going. But. Well, I'm just thinking like from the movie, it's like the duck white face mask. Like D2, the Mighty Ducks. He is wearing an Anaheim's duck, Anaheim Ducks jersey. Uh-huh. Who, when the success of the movie happened, uh, Disney bought the Anaheim Ducks. Well, yeah, I knew, but I've just noticed there's like that synergy. Yes. Of like ABC Disney, I don't think they were we still together yet. Um, I think it's a, I think it's in '95 or '96. 
that Disney buys ABC. I know this because the merger of ABC and Disney is the reason the TV show Gargoyles, their final season is really bad. Monsters. Because they, what the whole production team of the first two seasons of Gargoyles gets fired because of the merger. So I don't think they're together quite yet. Mm. But still, I thought it was interesting. Just a little piece of... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I am actually somewhat of a hockey fan. I used to be much bigger as a hockey fan than I used to be. And the Anaheim Ducks are my second favorite team. But all Anaheim Ducks fans think about the Disney decade and cringe. <laughs> because they bought the Anaheim Ducks, they rebranded everything just like the movie, but they didn't put any effort into coaching or good players. Yeah, that'll do it. And it was just a dark decade. And the Anaheim Ducks, well, I haven't followed them very closely in the last few years. Because, again, we're not really sports people. I've just followed a little bit of hockey. And they have been they were pretty good for the last decade, but not the dark decade. Mm. They needed Gordon Bombay to come and show them how it's done. They did. They really did need Gordon Bombay. <laughs> he was probably actually the coach, and that's why they did so bad during the Disney years. Yeah, because Emilio Estevez has no idea what he's actually doing. Yeah, uh, uh, but that's yes. neither here nor there. I was going to bring up the jersey too and talk about a little trivia with him wearing an Anaheim Ducks jersey, which is a little odd since they're supposed to be Flyers fans. Uh-huh. Um, not that they're big rivals or anything. Uh, the East and the West don't but really still, have you them. have to have your loyalty to yeah. your team. Corey doesn't have it. Maybe he's just a big fan of the movie. Maybe. It is a good movie. It is. Both of them. The third one, meh. But. You know, I, I can still watch the third one. I think it's pretty good. It's got a good character arc for Charlie. Yeah. I guess I'm just like... If they were like the world champions against this huge Iceland team in episode or in episode two in the second movie, why in the third movie are they suddenly like terrible as like the second string against the varsity of like this prep school? It's true. As the world champions. Yeah, and I guess we have to assume. Well, this is not a Mighty Ducks podcast. I guess it is for a second. <laughs> uh, Mighty Mighty Podsing. Anyway, that's just too much like Animal Podsing. Never yeah. mind. Um, but yes, the I guess we have to assume in the first movie it was like a junior high competition or something uh-huh. i don't know maybe there's a special junior high only olympics that's a really big well there was the junior goodwill games yeah so but still those iceland guys are huge <laughs> the iceland guys were huge yeah the third one's weird i'll give it to you yeah anyway but... that was our backdoor pilot for our <laughs> mighty ducks Mighty Ducks podcast, which we could cover the animated Mighty Ducks, which is very wonderful. strange. Anthropomorphic ducks shooting pucks at duck aliens. Cast. We'll also talk about ducktails, and also maybe regular ducks. They're pretty cool. Uh, I'm not a big waterfowl fan. Eh, well, <laughs> anyway, we've gotten so off track. <laughs> yes, again, just as has been the through line for the last couple of episodes that we've watched. A lot to talk about <laughs> with this one. Uh, so much to talk about. Okay, so then we go to Eric and Corey in their room. Uh-huh. And this brings up another question for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the whole thing is, if you're a nerd, you pay. That They say that at the beginning of the episode. Then, when Corey is trying to dodge Topanga, he is behind a comic book. Mm-hmm. And then, in this scene, Eric is going to the video arcade. What do they think a nerd is? Yeah, there's clearly no... Minkus is a nerd. I guess, but what makes Minkus a nerd? He's smart. So intelligence is the thing that makes him a nerd. Because I grew up being a nerd because I liked video games and comic books. Uh I think this is... It's kind of suggesting, like, if you're smart, you're a nerd. And that's all there is to it. Like, it's the nerd school. Though they also play chess and not really anything else. But again, I feel like the show has a very murky, undefined definition for what a nerd is. Yeah, it's really weird because when Eric's like, oh, I'm so cool, I'm going to the video, kid. I'm like, Minkus would spend all of his time and he's not studying 
at the video arcade. Uh, no, Minkus, because I feel like Minkus has money. He would have it at his house. <laughs> he would have, yes. Your, uh, your theory that Minkus is rich. Mm-hmm. See, my theory is Minkus has no money, and thus that's why he can't go to the nerd school. Could be. And why he wears the same like outfit every day. Yeah. Anyway, that was my question in this scene, is like, they say at the beginning, like, if you're a nerd, you're paid. And then they proceed to do very, very nerdy, nerdy things. things. Yeah. And, but they're the cool ones. Uh-huh. That's why they're not nerds, because they're cool. I guess so. That's all there is to it. It's um, just a dichotomy. Yeah. In this scene, Corey tells Eric that Topanga has a crush. He doesn't really care. And then the doorbell rings, and he goes downstairs to meet her. Anything uh-huh. else in this scene? Um, it is funny that... Cause um, Eric is like, oh, you're jealous. You have a crush on her. And he's like, no, I don't. And then he's like talking like, we would, what would we get married and our kids would be named Chewbacca and Plankton? Oh, yeah. And that was really funny. Um, and then he's like, you tell her I'm politically incoherent. Incorrect. <laughs> which is, I'm politically incoherent, which is also probably true. Yes, he is probably also politically incoherent. But. And then um, Eric leaves, but then Alan comes in. Yes. And they have like a talk that doesn't really solve anything other than to say thinking about girls is confusing yeah but my favorite part of this scene is why does Corey have a plastic white bone that he is holding throughout the entire scene i didn't even notice he has this it's a long bone Mm -hmm. that he's just playing with i guess i was focused on alan putting on the boxing glove yeah and and alan is like putting on the boxing glove and lacing it up and i'm like why why are either of these things happening why a plastic white bone like, what is happening? <laughs> Who can say? But yeah, so Corey and his plastic white bone gets a pep doc from his dad. Sort of. And his dad basically says, get used to it, and then hits him with a boxing glove. Uh-huh. That's that's the scene. That's a good dad talk. I feel like I'm bringing negative energy. You and really I, are. It's the daytime. It must It must be. I must. The sun must bring me down. Chance is a night creature. And, and we're having fun. We're having a good time, but... Yeah, it's not a great episode. <laughs> Um, but then, yeah, we get kind of, there's two more scenes, um, basically for the show where like Topanga comes in, Eric is like, have a seat. And she just sits down right in the doorway. Which is fun. Which is really funny. And then she's basically like, I'll do it. I'll say whatever you want. Yeah. Like whatever, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Uh, if you want me to sit here, you want me to sit there. It's cool. Um, but then they have like a little talk, like how he's like a lot older than her. Um, she's like, but I'm an old soul. I've done my chart. And your aura was very, like, enticing or whatever. <laughs> During when you were talking, he's like, my aura is too old for you to be looking at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my aura is too old for uh-huh. you to be looking at. And then he's saying, like, and if you just face a relationship on looks, like, it's just stupid and superficial. Yeah. Do that sort of thing. And then there's a knock at the door and it's Topanga's sister, Nebula, stop the war, Lawrence. A Nebula stop the war, Lawrence. Yes, I was going to bring that up too. <laughs> and uh, she's just like, hi, I'm Nebby. And he's like, hi, I'm stupid and superficial. Which, yeah, this scene <laughs> is the best scene. I don't like Topanga in it. Uh-huh. But from the very but beginning... Eric is just... This episode is Eric's episode. It's true. It, it definitely is. And he has a good arc through it. Uh-huh. But from the very beginning of the scene with the sitting down, the... I'm, I'm, I'm about to get into something that I really do like in this episode, but him, like, getting the video and being like, ah, oh, Corey will love this. This will be great. Uh-huh. And, like, the whole, like, grabbing her face when she goes in for the kiss. It's all very funny. Uh-huh. I don't love that Topanga is a mindless mm-hmm. whatever, but Eric is great. Uh, and then the, hi, I'm stupid and superficial. <laughs> 
is maybe it's just Topanga's points. caught feelings for the first time. She's not sure what to do with it. It must be. It must be. Um, but she always seems like so mature and like self confident and just yeah. this girl who knows what she wants and what's she should and shouldn't do and then just to kind of be reduced to this sort of yeah like puppy eyed well yeah and for me it's self-awareness because topanga always has this great sense of who she is mm-hmm. and then she loses all sense of reality and can't process her feelings for someone mm-hmm. that just it just doesn't yeah, that doesn't seem right but what was the good thing so i think this episode does a really good job of setting up cory and topanga uh-huh. cory doesn't deserve topanga after this episode because cory is a little, a little punk yeah a little punk the whole time but like Topanga knowing him well enough to pick that movie that he would really like. Mm. Like, even though Corey talks about her hair in a reductive way, he's definitely noticing her hair. Like, the whole her bringing brownies thing and mm-hmm. the, the rela- good relationships that she has with the family. And even, like, Alan talking to Corey, like, are you upset that she has a crush on you? Like, would you be upset, like, that she doesn't? And he's just kind of, like, confused himself. Like, how do I really feel? Yeah. And, like, what's going on? Yeah. I, th- I feel like that is a subtle thing that the episode does that shows that, hey, maybe this is going to be a thing later on. Boy, howdy is it. Um, But that being said, that's my favorite through line of this episode. And I think it may be unintentional. Uh-huh. But... I, I don't know if they really planned for it to go anywhere. Yeah, she's not even, she's in, not the even in the credits. Yeah. So, um, but I do like that. I do like Eric's arc throughout mm-hmm. the episode. Yeah. Um, and then he goes to talk to the class again. Uh-huh. Mr. Feeney's reading a poem called The Cremation of Sam McGee yes. by Robert W. Service. I looked it up. Read a little bit of it, which is basically what it sounds like. This guy is in um, the Arctic with another guy. And I don't know exactly what happened. I didn't read the whole thing, but he like burns him. Okay. He roasts the guy, just like Corey. He's, just he's like so excited. Again, a thing I didn't read in sixth grade. No, but I got to say, Mr. Feeney sitting on the corner of his desk reading them a book. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty a- cool teacher move, Mr. Feeney. Still not a good teacher. But a cool move. We really do love you, Mr. Feeney. We did not expect when we started this podcast to... This is where it would go. ...think you were a bad teacher. But here we are. Anyway, um, yes. uh, He reads in this poem that probably shouldn't be read to sixth graders. I mean, not that it's, like, bad. Just that's not the things we cover. I mean, it says American poetry on the board, so... They're just reading some American poets. He's trying to find things interesting to his students. And he did it. And he did. He did a good job. Good job, Feeney. And then uh, Eric comes back in. uh, Has a really good... I wish we would have seen more Eric Minkus. Because... (laughs) (laughs) Do you smoke cigarettes? Um, No. No, I don't. What if the... So do you be cool if you smoke cigarettes? Uh, I want to be cool more than anything. Oh, yeah, anything. I want to be cool more than anything. And uh-huh. I was like, what if she smokes cigarettes? Would you want to smoke them? Then talking about Topanga, he's like, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And then Topanga, I think anyone that smokes cigarettes is like, whatever. It's just like disgusting and terrible. Yeah. And Minkus, I'm trying to quit. That's when the kid behind him makes the face of like, what? <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Uh which is a strange time to do it because that's a great lie. I'm like, trying to quit. Um, yeah, that whole that whole exchange is really funny. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells them about smoking. He tells them about the different ideas that the six other sixth grade classes. Mm-hmm. Or nine or ten other sixth grade classes. That's a bunch. Yeah. This is a big school. Apparently this is huge. To be like that many. I mean, it is Philadelphia. It's true, but it still seems like a lot. Um... But you know they have a pretty low student teacher ratio in their classes, so yeah, uh, yeah they they must really take care of their teachers. Mm, they must. Uh, they give, keep Feeney and that gremlin. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
it's a it's a funny exchange and he says what about alcohol and minkus goes can you pick someone else please (laughs) and then Corey again all we care about is comic books and baseball you're a nerd Corey. Mm -hmm. you are a he likes baseball though it's true it's true. Though we, it could be argued people who like sports are nerds about whatever they're into as well. But well, yeah, I think we all are nerdy about certain things. About whatever we're about. Yes. Um, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, and then I mean that's the episode. That's kind of it. Yeah. There's a weird French kissing joke at the end. Which yeah, the whole thing like in the '90s, French kissing was like the biggest deal. Uh-huh. Is still kind of funny to me. Like uh-huh. the French, the joke about the French language was funny. Where he's like, "There's ten letters here, and you're only saying four of them." Like that's pretty funny because it's true. <laughs> and when they're even like, he's telling them the French word for frog, Minkus is, and then the the Corey and Sean are just like, "The word frog is better." Yes. The F R O sounds like the English fra. fra, and the G makes the sound like the English g. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah, the French kissing joke is just like. This is weird. You know, but there were a lot of those in the 90s. I remember, um, I don't remember very much about the show Step by Step, except it had a jamming theme song. Step by step, day by day. Yeah. Oh, love it. Um, the parents... That's where we'll go next. <laughs> no, I'm not putting that out there. <laughs> the parents in it were uh, really great. Uh-huh. But I remember very specifically an episode that was basically all about the pressure you might feel to French kiss. And only doing it when you're ready. It was the blonde daughter. I think her name was Dana. Uh-huh. And like she went through this whole thing where a guy wanted to French kiss her. And she didn't know if that was like okay. okay. If she wasn't ready for that. And it was. It, it's That's just a like, good stand in for any sort of thing I guess. Yeah but in 90s like French kissing was just so scandalous. <laughs> so yes. That's the episode. It's a mess. Yeah. There's some really good parts. There's some really weird parts. Well, I think we can both agree on the MVP of this episode. I think it's Eric. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah. You better... I had three. I was like, Topanga? When she sat down in the door. Yeah. But the rest of her characterization is just a mess. And then Minkus at the end. I'm just like, I'm trying to quit. Yeah. It's really funny. But I think Eric, start to finish, just has a really strong performance. Yep. I I went through a similar thing where at first I was like, I think Nebula is going to be the MVP of this episode because she's the only one I can stand. Um, and then because <laughs> she's in it for like three seconds and can't spoil herself. Yep. And and I thought Minkus too, uh, but then I really didn't like the the cafeteria scene. And then I was like, you know, the beginning isn't Eric's fault. It's Feeny's fault. Feeny should have given him some direction. And Eric really learns something uh-huh. over the course of this episode. So I was like, like a big lesson. He's yeah. the boy meeting the world this time. Corey yeah. learns nothing. Corey learns nothing. Also a theme of the show. And Corey and Sean are weird bullies in this episode. Yeah. Not a good look for either of them. All right. Uh, what did you title it? I thought boy meets girl meets boy. Ooh. Because there's sort of the triangle, the love polygon the, throughout. The, the love polygon throughout. I like that. I was going to do boy meets older brother um, because I thought this was really Eric's episode, but I like yours better. Yes, I did it. Uh, boy meets girl meets boy official uh boy meets world fever title of this episode uh-huh. and your rating i gave it a six and a half okay yeah so i'm giving this my lowest score even lower than the pilot Ooh. just because i don't think uh, the characters just weren't acting the way i wanted them to i don't like not liking sean mm-hmm. i don't like not liking Corey. i think it's still early where they haven't hit their rhythm yet um, like they sort of have, like I feel like the episodes feel like they follow a pattern, mm-hmm. but they still don't know 
who these characters are. Yeah. And so, like, in hindsight, looking back at the whole show, you're like, this is who Eric is. This is who Sean is. But even here at this point in season one, it's not there yet. Well, even, like, comparing it to the last four episodes, though, which I think the last four are fine episodes, but they aren't great episodes. But I feel like there was a, there was a definitely, ever since Christmas, there's mm-hmm. been, like, a rhythm going, like, a pretty standard characterization, and, like, I've really been liking who Sean is throughout these episodes. Mm-hmm. I've been really liking who Topanga is throughout these episodes. And in this episode... He makes like an armpit fart joke. Yeah, like that never happens in school. I mean, Uh you do that with your friends like at recess, but... Yeah, not in the classroom. And again, Feeny... Just letting it go. Letting it happen. Letting letting these guys torture (laughs) Minkus. Um, So I gave this 5.5. It's my lowest score yet. Um... I just, yeah, I didn't expect to not like this episode as much as I did, Mm -hmm. but I just didn't. This one's probably not one for the tournament. No, I mean, it'll be seated, just be really low seated. I don't know if we take, like, the top eight or so. Well, I think we can... Let them duke it out. I think we can take all 22, then, you know, kind of... That's a hard bracket to make. I'm not really feeling like... Okay, top 16. so complicated. We can ask our friend Clifton to help us out. Clifton, make us a bracket. Our fantasy football commissioner. Because, yes, Chance and I play fantasy football for some reason. Uh, Air quotes around play because I didn't even log in this season. He still did better than me and I looked every week, so... I'm not bitter. Um, but yeah, so maybe we'll take top 16. This probably won't hit the top 16 because that's an easy bracket to make it. Yeah. Um, and then we can seed everything out of eight and everything can be yep. two. Anyway. Sorry, she loves me. She loves me not. We love you. Not that much. Yeah, not not the the confusing message of love in this episode. Overall, again, there are no skippable episodes yep. of the show. There's still really good moments, really funny moments. But just kind of, as we've been looking at other episodes and looking at them in more depth, this one's just not there. But we have been talking about it for 50 minutes. Well, that <laughs> Even also, in our lack of enjoyment. <laughs> that also includes a bunch of stuff at the very beginning. We're probably going to skip because we had brain farts. Yeah. So, um, let's go ahead and move on. We are on... Episode 115, B-Team for Life. The B-Team of Life. Or of Life, you're right. Yeah, which is our sports episode. Sort of. Um, Okay, so I guess it's my summary. Um, Corey, Sean, and friend who will never be seen again. His name is Harris. Yes, his name is Harris, but he doesn't really matter. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Are excited because for some reason in the middle of March, they're finally getting on the basketball team. And apparently... Being second string on the basketball team is the worst fate you could possibly imagine. So, of course, Sean and person who doesn't matter get on... Harris is his name. He matters. Harris is his name. He matters. Okay. Uh, Sean and Harris get on the first string. And Corey and Minkus get on the second string. And Corey has to live with being neglected not only in his sporting career, but also in his life. Yep. So, that is... My synopsis for this episode, Cameron, mm-hmm. why don't you start us off? I, what else is there to say? <laughs> um, <laughs> again, I don't have a ton to say about this episode, but I will say this. Uh-huh. This episode was filmed. It had to have been. I will not accept that it wasn't in the first 11 episodes. It had to be an extra episode that they kept for when they were running behind or something. Yeah, just thinking the timeline of like March. Yeah, it's got to be March. Starting the basketball team. Like that's a that's a fall fall activity. That's a fall activity. The the hallway scene is the earlier hallway scene. 
Mm-hmm. Um, set. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah the earlier hallway set. That's right. It's that episode. Uh, Sean has less personality than normal, and Topanga is not in it at all. Mm-hmm. That's true. It just it felt like those first eleven episodes so much. Yeah, definitely. So like the characterization still not there. I wonder if it's pretty close to because I feel like this is another like I'm the middle child. Woe is me. I'm so neglected kind of episode, which we haven't seen before. Like we've seen him express that once before in a cold open with the video camera. It's like yeah. the plight of the middle child. And I would say the pilot is kind of similar to Kind of, but like it's not something we see Corey dealing with in all these other episodes. Mm-hmm. Like he gets attention from his parents. He It just seems to be kind of normal. It's not like I'm the middle child and everything's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's really weird. So I wonder if it was kind of closer to that when they're like, this is something we could play with and sort of tease out in later episodes, but that doesn't really happen that much. Yeah, I just, I, I completely agree with you. I just think this episode had to have been from the beginning. And I will also tell you another reason, a piece of trivia I've learned in my research, that they really wanted Corey to be part of a group of friends, mm-hmm. not just a duo. So they kept giving like, yeah, yeah. And Squints was one. Squints. And then Ellis. Um, Ellis. Which is his actual character name, not his character on the Sandlot name. Yep. That's the other two. And then now Harris. And now Harris. And there was actually a running joke among the cast that whoever sat in the third seat of the pairing of Corey and Sean, it was called the death seat, apparently. <laughs> because they will not be back oh after they sat in. That's intense. So um, they kept trying to give Corey early on, like a friend group which apparently from what i was reading they were like well okay topanga will be the third member of the mm-hmm. of the group yeah well, she definitely becomes yeah so but yeah so they that's why i think those reasons are why i think this had to have been an earlier episode that they like they were like okay if we get behind we'll throw this episode Put this one in there yeah because it, it def- definitely doesn't fit in terms of the progression that we've seen minkus is still wearing his white shirt khaki pants combo oh, yeah he's he's not branching out into other other fashions fashions <laughs> um yeah so uh, yeah the start of the episode the list goes up Corey finds out he's made the b team mm-hmm. and he's just devastated and sean and harris are both make the a team and they're both just like uh well see ya and they like run off which yeah. again just it's feels really like weird it's not like you're gonna lose all your friends and then they bolt immediately <laughs> um yeah, it's just kind of a weird setup. Then they're in class and talking about evolution mm-hmm. and just like... Corey's not there. Corey's not there. And so they're like, there was, they're humans and then Cro-Magnon and then like what became before that. And then Minkus goes into a whole thing of like a early form of life, single-celled organism pulling itself out of the sludge. And that's when Corey walks in. Yeah. Which is... And like, says, I'm here. Uh-huh. Which... Is great comedic time. Uh huh. So good job on that. Um, I feel like this episode tries a few things comedically. Yeah, that I think so too. Work and don't work, kind of weird, or just feel weird for the show. But that one, that one stuck. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a that was good. Uh, Corey takes a seat, and immediately the bell rings. Yes, he was talking to the basketball coach for a very long time. For a very long time, and you got to think. If the bell's ringing for them to go to lunch, why even go to class? Yeah. You're like, you can read a clock. You can say, hey, class is about to be done. I'll just, like, I can drop this note off to Mr. Feeney later. Yeah. I'll get him. I'm going to see him again. He's my only teacher. So I can just let him know. <laughs> yep. He was talking to the basketball coach and then immediately goes to lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 though the line, what did I miss? About 200 million years of evolution. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 
That's but good. then he, Mr. Feeney, like gives him actually a pep talk, kind of engaging some reverse psychology, just like natural selection says, like it's already made its choice and you're not going to be good at basketball. He's like, no, I'm going to prove it wrong. I'm going to go and I'm going to work hard and pull myself up out of the sludge and I'm evolving. Have you ever used reverse psychology on a student? I don't think I'm very good at it. <laughs> I feel like it's a dangerous gambit. Yeah, because it's like, you should just quit. Okay, well, dang it. <laughs> dang it. I just told him to quit. <laughs> and now he's going to go home and be like, well, Mr. Feeney said that I sucked anyway. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Feeney said I didn't make the team anyway, so I shouldn't even try. <laughs> George, what are you doing? So, but it, it always seems to work in television. Uh, yes, it does. Uh, Corey goes home, gets some advice from Sean, or uh, Eric. Uh-huh. Who's like trying to get ripped. Yes, by doing the worst curls ever. Uh-huh. He has no range and of like motion. And like three sit-ups. Yep. And he's been reading Make Me Big magazine. Make Me Big magazine. Which, as someone who has worked in the magazine department of a bookstore, is not a magazine I'm familiar with. Yeah, but there's probably some wilder titles. Yeah. What oh. are some of the wildest titles of magazines? Oh no, I'm so on the spot. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll come back to this. We'll come back to it. Um, but yeah, so Eric gives him some bad advice. Actually, he doesn't really even give him advice. He just talks about being scum because he's not a senior. Uh-huh. I'm scum. 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 Yes, and Corey jo- jo- joins in uh-huh. with the chanting. Uh-huh. It's just really, it's weird. Like, Eric, like, I struck out with all the girls because they're only into seniors. So I'm going to start working out. And it just feels very weird for Eric, but also it's very funny. Yes. Just like watching him, like, trying to pump some iron. And watching him, watching Eric and his, what do you call it? grudge against seniors Mm -hmm. i think is very funny every time it comes up which i guess if you're thinking about it it's like eric you're going to be a senior someday so like just wait yeah like if all it takes is to be a senior to get all the girls just hold on a little bit yeah i feel i feel like in high school and i could be wrong about this but when i'm really thinking about it i feel like all the seniors were dating sophomores and all of the juniors were dating freshmen and all of the sophomores were dating like also freshmen or they were like dating within themselves before they got older and got like new prospects that may or may not be true i have no idea but i feel like guys were always dating younger girls is my point i don't i don't remember that's all right i don't think about it you were we've established that you weren't as girl obsessed in high school as i was mm-hmm. yes though i never begrudged a senior mm-hmm. it took me a second i was like Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, like, you, oh yeah, I was thinking Eric. <laughs> you popped up like you were going to say something and yeah. nothing. Um, what else happened? And Corey goes down and uh, Morgan's getting a princess dress made for her. Um, he's kind of complaining about basketball stuff and Morgan just goes, somebody's in a snippy mood. Yeah. Wait, I think we've skipped ahead because I think after that scene with Eric, it skips ahead a day. No, it's still the same. I didn't, I mean, I, maybe I didn't write anything down. Well, because he comes in and he's not wearing normal clothes anymore. He's wearing a basketball. Oh, yeah, he had the game. Yeah, so he had his game. His They make sure to put him in as much white as possible to show that it is pristine. Mm-hmm. Um, and we learn that his... Because you get really dirty uniforms playing basketball. Yeah, yeah, very dirty. I mean, you're rolling around in the mud, mm-hmm. throwing touchdowns and holes in one and whatnot. Um, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> um and yeah so they make sure his outfit is pristine and we learn his school mascot is the wildcats Ooh, the jefferson elementary wildcats the jefferson elementary wildcats that is where Corey and presumably eric did great school. Mm-hmm. we got it we got it nailed down mm, get it 
Um, yes, and then Eric has a scheme in addition to getting ripped of getting a car. Yes. His goal is a Harley, but he does the classic start high. Uh-huh. So when you ask for something lower, it doesn't seem like it that. It seems much more reasonable. Yeah. But he asks his dad for $36,000. And he said, if you give me this, I'll never ask you for anything again. <laughs> and it was for a Corvette. Is that a good price for a Corvette? I have no idea. It seems like it would be. Yeah. And then he says, I know a way to save you $26,000. Say it with me, Dad. Harley. $10,000 for a Harley? Sure. Sounds pretty cheap. Cameron only buys sensible cars. I don't buy cars at all. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Just add this on the list of things these two knuckleheads know nothing about. Um, but this whole time while Eric's having this, uh, well, Morgan's being a princess and, ma- and making cookies with her mom and Eric's, Eric's monopolizing his dad for a uh, car. It was very funny. We skipped it when he's Ooh. like, say it with me, dad, Harley. And then Alan goes, say it with me, Schwinn. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which is Schwinn? It's a nice bike. Yeah, it is a nice bike. Considerably less than a Harley or a Corvette. It's true. He's probably already got one. I would assume. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have to buy it. Because even then, I don't think his dad wants to buy him a shrine. Yeah. He's probably already got one. Um, and yeah, so this whole time, Eric's monopolizing his dad. Morgan's monopolizing the mom. And Corey's trying to tell them about the game that they asked about. So mm-hmm. this is partially their fault. Because Corey didn't want to tell them about the game. Mm-hmm. But they asked. And when he can't get a word in edgewise, we can see some really good act- acting from Ben Savage. Mm-hmm. And he just, he is very animated about the game. Yeah, describing all the things that happened and well, diving didn't between happen, defenders but... and all this stuff. Saying how they won and he won the game for them. And then he's like, none of it's true. I didn't even play. Yeah. And then he walks away and says, because I'm a second string loser. But I didn't know I was second string in my family as well. <laughs> Sorry I'm laughing at you, Corey, but again, just tenuous relationship between the two plot lines. It's true. It's very tenuous, though better than some we've seen. Mm -hmm. Better than whatever in the world was happening in that last episode. Yes. I'm still not even sure uh, how like peer pressure and love crushes and yeah, whatever. I don't even know. Uh, Though some some guys aren't going to take aura for answer is a funny line we didn't mention. (laughs) That's true. But yeah, so... Corey is sad, and the parents do something uncharacteristically wise and make a game plan about talking to him before they go. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Must be something to that. Yep. So they talk about how maybe Corey's not overreact. Maybe what he's saying is valid. Uh-huh. Let's not go and say, Corey, you're talking silly. Like, what, what happened? could you possibly feel this way? And just, like, let's think about it before yeah. we go in guns a-blazing, basically. Now, I feel like they mix their sports metaphors here. Tell us, listeners at home, if this is correct. Because they talk about man to man in zone defense which i'm pretty sure is football that's basketball too is it mm-hmm. are there zones in basketball yeah oh okay never, never mind but then they say full court press on Corey. yeah and yeah and then she slaps his butt and says go team go which was very funny uh-huh did you know i used to play basketball no i didn't i did you know very little about it for someone you like well, used to play yeah because when i was in fourth grade we moved to a new town and in this new town it was very small it's this town i mentioned before my mom lived far away and we raised show pigs and stuff your mom lived far away no she taught far away she lived <laughs> at our same house she taught far away like the story from last week Mm-hmm. But in this town, basketball, particularly like women's basketball, you played women's. I did not. Play. <laughs> yes, this is also going to tie into future cross-dressing episodes. No, but especially the girls' basketball team was phenomenal. And boys, there was only boys' baseball. There was not girls' baseball. But the baseball team and the basketball team, like consistently for over a decade, I want to say the like the 
girls basketball team at this school went to state, the state championship and won. So it was like before at a like a larger city that we lived in, PE was like, this week we're gonna be looking at jump rope or we're gonna try this. We're gonna be learning about this. This new school, it was like, it's PE time, it's basketball time. And that's all we ever did was play basketball. And so it's just kind of what you did was you joined the basketball team. And so I wasn't ever very good. I was the Corey or Minkus of the team. And the real embarrassing part is, is they would play the real game, but then they do a fifth quarter where all the extra people that didn't get to play <laughs> and the normal game would go and play. That is so like boomer trying to make people feel included because that was so much worse. <laughs> but yeah, cause I kinda, I kinda hated when I was like, Cameron, you need to go to the table and like sub in and be ready to go into the game. Like I hated it. It was just like, please just don't send me in. I'm perfectly fine sitting here and watching and like, cheering on my friends, being part of it. But I don't even have to play and I'll be okay. And then we moved again. And so seventh grade, I was at a new school where I played football for the first time. Didn't like it. Don't like to hit people. And then basketball season rolled around and I made it about half the season until about Christmas break. And then we started learning how to like take charges which basically means you get hit and fall down. And I was just like, I'm good. I think I'm just going to go join the choir. And so I did. <laughs> and thus, farm boy jock Cameron died. Uh-huh. And choir band nerd Cameron... Was reborn from the ashes. Was reborn from the ashes. I... That's a delightful story. I was never motivated enough to join anything. Uh-huh. It was just like small town, what you did. Yeah. So that's what I did. Didn't like it. That's so sad. Not really. But you probably I, made the right decision. I learned that I didn't like it. And then I acted upon what I learned. Yeah. That's a valuable thing. Um, you and Corey have something in common then. That in sixth grade, you both stopped playing basketball. It was seventh grade that I stopped playing basketball. Oh, you made it a year longer than Corey and Sean. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't ever hear about Sean playing basketball again. No. I the, I can remember one scene where Corey and Sean play basketball in the future. Maybe that's what happened to Minkus. He actually got really good. He was a And went jock. to another school. I'm just saying, mouth on One Tree Hill. Really obsessed with basketball. And this the, is where he got it. In the Riverside Court, which is a thing in One Tree Hill for some reason. Yeah, Minkus. Hooping it up with Lucas and Scott. And I don't remember anyone else. Anyway, this is not, not a important. One Tree Hill po- podcast. Uh-huh. But the next day at school, Minkus is like so energized to have been there. Just yeah. sitting on the bench. He's like so there for it. Um, and even like Sean and Harris are trying to encourage. Corey, like here we found the Sports Illustrated that's like talking about all these really good players that started out on the bench. Mm-hmm. And like we're able to work their way up, which I feel like is a really good That's a good friend move. Being a good friend. Like despite their sort of scumminess earlier of like your friends are gonna be with you, maybe they were just being silly. They were. It was just a so now they're supporting their friends saying, Look, here's how it is, you just gotta go in, put your time in, show the coach so you're ready, like to work hard, and then you'll improve and you'll get to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then he's like so excited. He's got his uniform on and he stands up. It's like, I will play. Like, I'm going to be part of the team. And then the coach walks by and it's like, what are you doing suited up? B team doesn't go on away games. Yeah. Which, which is so sad. What is this coach's deal? Like, why is he a jerk? I don't know. But the coach is played by Hugh Dane, um, who I know him because he plays Hank, the security guard in the office. Oh. Um, yeah. So I think he's a great character there. Sadly, he died in 2018. Um, so it's just really a bummer because I think he was really funny. It's just so interesting that he's in this like one little snippet of this show. But he like, when he said, what are you doing suited up? I was like, I know that voice. 
oh, I know that face. Like, that's Hank, the security guard. Yeah. I don't know. My thing was, like, you couldn't have, like, pulled him aside and been like, hey, uh, I, if there's a mis- miscommunication, I'm sorry, but second string doesn't go. Instead of in front of all of his friends. Uh-huh. I feel like that is, like, I don't want to be stereotypical, but, like, every coach I've ever had, like, maybe with the exception of my dad and, like, T-ball and stuff, is just kind of, like, this brusque sort of, I'm not here, like, I don't care about your feelings. Like, that's not important to me. Um, and so I'm not going to be, like, aware enough. I'm just going to say whatever it is that I need to say because, like, I don't care about all that other stuff. Yeah. So being like, the, what are you doing suited up in front of everybody? Like, that's not even on his radar. Like, oh, I should probably correct this misconception in private to, like, help him not be embarrassed because who cares? Like, you got to get over that and be tough. I guess so. I mean, you must Another be right. reason I quit sports. <laughs> They're jerks. No, I, yeah, I just feel like this coach is, like, propagating this B-team is bad myth. Uh-huh. But he gets his in the end. He does. He does get his in the end. Um, because Corey gets home, and it is a completely empty house. And he, I guess, for three and a half hours, he just he sits there and watches TV. <laughs> It's some really funny things that are on the TV. Yep. Nothing that I think an 11-year-old would watch, but... Uh, what was the... It was like a news thing, like this mom... When she didn't... Or when she didn't win Girl Scout cookies... Like, killed the whole troop. Killed the whole troop. It's like, there's a mom who cares. Yep. There's, <laughs> there's a mom who really cares. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't remember what else was on the TV, it's but like it was As long as you stuff. have your family and your puppy... You'll be fine. And I was like, that's when I wrote down, the Matthews need a dog. Yeah, like, where's their comment? Every, every good sitcom family needs to have a dog. Yeah, like their comment or their Steve Urkel. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah, and so then after this, where he's sitting on the couch and he's like, I don't know where my family is. I need to go get food. It's where there's like another weird moment, like sort of out of what's normally been established sort of visually and in terms of comedy it's like this weird like moment of just purely visual physical comedy where Corey goes in the kitchen looking for some food looks out the window sees mr feeney tending a chicken on the grill yeah and he like gets the phone you hear mr feeney's phone ring and so he, he like hears it and goes off and Corey goes and steals the chicken but then drops it in the flower bed on his way hopping back over the fence mm-hmm. um, and it's just like no talking just very strange and out of place. I don't think it works as well as the I'm here yeah. joke that came up earlier. Yeah, I think so too. I think it was an attempt at a more physical comedy that just didn't didn't work out. Um, I also wrote down Corey is an amateur. You don't let the phone ring once and then hang it up. He's going to be back quick. Keep the phone mm-hmm. ringing. Just leave it and just set it down. Yeah. Come on, Corey. He's never done this before. Clearly. Clearly. You two hand that chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Then you don't drop it in the flower bed. <laughs> Corey, you would have had food if you were more evolved. I guess that's what they were going for, which I think they do specifically say. Yes. And how does Mr. Feeney know that Corey's parents are at his basketball game? That's a good question, because he would have been at school, too. He wouldn't have known that yeah. they went to it. Because w- apparently they left three hours early to go to Corey's uh-huh. basketball well, game. I guess it, maybe it's far away. Yeah. Yeah. I have questions about timeline. Let's not worry about it. That's This isn't the kind of timeline we're worried about. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, so Corey drops the chicken in the flower bed and buries it. Not very well, mm-hmm. so... Mr. Feeney calls him out on it. And then they, uh... Long story short, after some talking, Mr. Feeney agrees to drive Corey to the basketball game. Yep. Even though he's not supposed to be there, but his family is there. And he's like, I have to be there for them, for me. He's like, they're there for me. I need to be there for them, for me. 
Yeah, I need to be there for me for them. Actually. That's right. Need to be there for me for them. Uh, Mr. Feeney is very, very susceptible to guilt trips for someone who has been teaching sixth grade for 30 years. Mm-hmm. I think he just likes Corey. Yeah. He's got a soft spot for Corey. Yeah, it's true. They're not nemeses. No. So then, yeah, they go to the game. The family comes back from the game. And then it's like a complete 180 for Eric from the last episode. Where it's like, there's someone that has a crush on you. She's a sixth grader. Sixth grader, don't care. Next episode, all those sixth grade girls thought I was so cool. And he's like super like energized by it. Yeah. Um, but I guess maybe he was just feeling really low. Yeah, he was He was, He was. was in a down place. And to know that there are girls who aren't that much younger than him coming up. It got him, it got him, mm-hmm. it got him going. Um, but yes, they get back. Um, everyone is super happy because I guess three kids fouled out. Uh-huh, so they needed someone and Corey was there and he helped win the game. Yeah. He helped him win the game. Well, they were up by 30 points anyway. But I guess they would have had to forfeit if he wasn't there. Maybe I'm so, yeah. Because they wouldn't have enough players to continue. So I guess the coach put him in even though he wasn't supposed to be there. Um, Prove that coach wrong. You better take some extra players. Yeah, you better take that second Those A-team, they're just trashy players. going to be fouling all over the place. It would have been so much better if it had been Minkus that had been put in. Oh, but yeah. That like gave Corey hope or something like that. Um, and then... Sure glad Minkus was there. Amy takes Morgan upstairs to put her to bed and uh alan and Corey talk downstairs mm-hmm. i don't really care what they talk about it, it normal heartwarming stuff yeah it d- d- didn't really connect i mean basically alan was just like sometimes you're just gonna have to get our attention and just like make sure that we listen because there so it isn't really resolved right it's not like we're gonna pay more attention to you now Corey. because again that really hadn't been that much of a problem before yeah he's like if you're feeling like you're not being heard make sure we hear you yes like, even if you have to take me by the face and like hold my face and say whatever it is you need to say yep and he grabs his face and it's a beautiful moment mm-hmm. um and but then the store the star of the episode morgan comes down do you know who's reading me a story no one <laughs> yeah because she said she wanted Corey to do it um and they're like sorry we're talking to Corey right now so they lift morgan up and we may have to pause this so you can watch it if you didn't notice but did you watch morgan on that couch uh-uh. she is so fidgety because she doesn't know how to sit i don't know if it's like because she's in a dress and she doesn't know how to sit on the couch where her feet don't go while she's in the dress uh-huh. but she is just fidgeting all over the place <laughs> through that in this entire scene where she's like basically having to sit on the edge of the couch so the dress goes down because but she wants to sit back on the couch but she's in a dress so that wouldn't be like good but she mm-hmm. is just fidgeting all over the place and it's very funny <laughs> the entire time just an unintended little bit of comedy there yeah and i've got to wonder was that intentionally there like because it seems like that's only a joke because there's a camera there uh-huh. like if it was real life that wouldn't be a concern yeah so i don't know her fidgeting i it, it, in this scene is never something i've noticed before but i thought it was very uh-huh. funny yeah so then like that's the end of that but then we get to the last scene where Corey is just talking about how mr feeney is like this speed demon yep. on the road which just seems very out of character for him um but then at the end he and the basketball coach come and the coach is like i would have had you if that light hadn't turned yellow and mr feeney's got on like driving gloves and sunglasses and aviators even yeah so it just looks like it's just this like fun little joke 
about Mr. Feeney. Yep, he's so actually a wild a, side. Uh, got a wild side, which we see later on, uh-huh. at least sort of. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but yeah, and then that's that's the episode. That's it. That's it. Again, not a lot to talk about. Um, what but did we you name this one? Uh, I did Corey meets middle child. That's what I wrote. Corey meets boy meets middle child. Boy meets middle child. Yeah, I'm, it, that's really all it is. I mean, what are you gonna do? There's not a really defining funny moment in this, except for Morgan fidgeting, which I enjoyed, mm-hmm. and most people won't even notice. Yeah. So what um, did you rate it? I gave this one a six. Okay, I did too. Yeah, I think this one was pretty baseline, especially for those earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. It's still funny. Yep. Still has some heart, but it's also kind of a mess. Yeah, and well. You see, I didn't think this one was a mess. I just thought it was meh. No. Um, I thought the last episode was a mess. That's why I rated it below because... Yeah, this one's just, I guess, par for the course. Yeah. It's not what it could be. Yeah, it's not what it could be. Um, a little Topanga in there could have upped it. There are things that could have made this episode better. Yeah. But. So let's talk timeline because I don't think we mentioned it for the last episode either. No. Which really there was just the one, like Topanga has a sister. Mm-hmm. Nebula stopped the War Lawrence. Nebula stopped the War Lawrence. Who is an undetermined age. I think we can assume that she, she's got to be in a different grade than Eric because he doesn't recognize mm-hmm. her. Because he would have known her. Yeah. Because they would have come from this same school so maybe she's in eighth or ninth grade maybe she looked older than that she did look older. she's a junior or even a senior she could be older than eric that's true Mm -hmm. but uh she has nebula stop the war lawrence and she is some years older Uh uh-huh that's all we know man i wish you knew topanga's middle name topanga danga Shmagoogie. No, that's a joke from later. Yeah. (laughs) I have a weird middle name. Your first name is Topanga. What's your middle name? (laughs) Shmagoogie? We haven't even met that character. We're not supposed to know they exist. It's just so good. It is. It's very funny. Um, I'm excited to be out of season one. I enjoy a lot of season Uh one. I think it's foundational. But the point of a foundation is to build upon it. Yep. As we established in the very first episode of this podcast. So I'm excited to be out of season one. Um, We're getting there. Um, We are. Do we want to go to some listener... Boys meet listeners. Yeah, boys meet listeners. Hot, love... hot news segment coming at you. Uh, but wait, we, I don't think, know that we finished timeline. Is there timeline in this episode? Not really, other than Mr. Feeney being a speed demon, but that's not really yeah, that's important. Not it doesn't really establish anything about the characters. Okay. Other than Corey's bad at basketball, but that's not really... That's not important. So we're doing last week's boys meet listeners, because we only had one thing for last week, and we've got a few things for this week. So it may be a little bit longer, but still not long. Uh And the one from last week we got... Like the day we recorded the next episode, so yeah. Well, no, we got we had one from Charlie that we could have done last week. Oh, all right, right. Um, but I didn't want to do just one, so um, we'll start out by reading an email that we got literally an hour after we recorded last week, and it is from and I quote from a listener in Ireland, which is wild. <laughs> yeah, which is really wild. And the listener in Ireland says, um, "I would like for my answer to be shared on Boy Meets World Fever." So here you go. Here you go. Happy to help. Um, they were responding to our question in teacher's bet about what class they would want to teach um and they said i would like to teach history or whatever the heck feeney teaches <laughs> which we feel you same we feel you because to be honest you could come out with something like math <laughs> math in it and nobody would question it so basically saying you can teach anything uh-huh. um, i'm pretty sure mr feeney does teach all subjects so you could teach anything yeah um but it never is clear what subject he's uh-huh. teaching at any given at any time. given time um and then they also asked us um if we could just kind of explain the schedule of the podcast which i don't think we've done on air yeah haven't done it so i think 
think this is a good time. Thank you, listener from Ireland. Um, but we are we record these on the weekends. Um, today we're recording it on a Monday, which is kind of odd. That's why we've got this weird daytime energy. Mm-hmm. We record it on a night in the weekend. We spend all week editing it, and then we get it out on Thursday is our target date. Um, I know we have... We missed one. We missed one, and one went up early. The first one went out on a, well, the first one went out on a Saturday. Yes, because we're doing special episodes that are not normal episodes, mm-hmm. like our bonus episodes. Those are on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. But even our very first episode came out on a Saturday. But typically... That's special. <laughs> that's true. Typically, Thursdays... 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Central time. Central time. So in Ireland, I don't know the time difference. It's like five or six hours. Neither do I. But so probably around noon yeah. that time. So it'll be out then. Um, we really wanted it to be out at a time when most people could like turn it on for a commute to work. So we did early in the morning release and we release on Thursdays. Special episodes like when we do bonus episodes or maybe when we do like sorting all the characters into Hogwarts houses, stuff like that. Those will come out on Saturdays. Um, but to Typically, you can look for us every Thursday. That's our goal. We mm-hmm. are also not professional podcasters. Definitely not. So we don't know if we're always going to hit it. Mm-hmm. But do we have some other messages. We do. Um, we really want to thank you, listener from Ireland, because we both had an existential crisis when we got your email. Just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, like, someone from Ireland is listening to us. Oh my goodness. Um, So we had a little bit of back and forth with them. And then we have some Twitter uh, answers to some questions, which I have to get to. Okay, so when we were asking that same question about teacher's bet, about what uh, you would like to be teaching, Charlie had an answer that he would like to teach. I can't find it. I will find it. I promise. You're so bad at Twitter. I am really bad at Twitter. I'll get there for you. Well, I have the other two pulled up. I can't find charlie's one charlie isn't like here it is charlie said i could probably teach government or some other form of social studies that doesn't involve geography and with how much i watch and absorb it i could potentially teach a film appreciation class which charlie does he likes a lot of movies he he does some opinions we've disagreed from time to time but that's neither here nor there i think overall he's got he's got a strong eye for the stuff so i agree well and i feel like you know appreciation yeah definitely he anyone could teach a film Uh, not people people i know charlie appreciates film the most Charlie does have a great appreciation for film. Um, And then Charlie also answered the Saturday morning cartoon uh, question from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, which was Recess. He loved Recess on one Saturday morning, which I actually completely forgot about Disney's One Saturday Morning. And it's like jingle of like, One, one Saturday, Saturday morning. morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, so when I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good... I don't remember much else that was on that particular block of programming, but I do remember Recess because Recess is great. Yeah. The Recess movie, also very good. I, I didn't really watch I know, you, you said this last time. But if it wasn't didn't have cartoon violence in it, it wasn't my jam. Mm. Stop the war. Listen to Topanga's parents. Yeah. Stop the war. I need Nebby to teach me. <laughs> um, and then uh, the last p- bit, bit of mail that we got was another tweet from a friend of mine from high school who I didn't even know was listening. Um, but his name is Eric. And Eric and I were friends in Montana. And he first says that he thinks we're really hitting our stride um, with episode six. So thank you. We also really like episode six. We hope this one turns out well. We're not super positive on the episode, so sorry about that. But we're not always going to be. And then he said his favorite Saturday morning cartoon is a toss-up between Pokemon and the Garlic Jr. saga of Dragon Ball Z. Which the Garlic Jr. saga is pretty great because it doesn't have Saiyans doing crazy, like, oh, I get more powerful because my hair changes stuff. It's just people fighting. That's Uh pretty great. That's true. If you're a Dragon Ball Z fan anyway. Yeah, if you're not, probably not going to love it any more than you already 
already don't love it. But maybe give it a shot. Dragon Ball Z is great. It's we pretty fun. We, we're not huge Dragon Ball Z fans, but we're fans. Yeah, I think it was the gateway for many, many guys our age. Yes, Into absolutely. the world of anime. Eric was uh, my friend in high school who was two years older, so he, I was a... Oh, he was the cool older friend. Yeah, he was the cool older friend. I was a sophomore, he was a senior... I was a freshman, he was a junior. That Stuff is like that. how it goes, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, those are our listener mail. Feel free to tweet at us mm-hmm. at BG World Fever or email us at uh, BG World Fever at gmail.com. Yep. Um, real quick, we have a kind of a weird programming note for this next week. So, episode 117, The Fugitive, we want to do standalone. Mostly because we have to do at least one episode standalone this season. Um, yeah, because we started just with the first one. Yeah. And so we're kind of going at an odd rate so next week we won't do the fugitive we'll do the ones on either side of it yeah so uh episode 16 of episode one or of season one and episode seven or 18 i think that's like model family and i forget what the other one is called it's something about a scheme because both they all both boys have schemes Oh, that's a good one, though. The yeah. one where they have a scheme and it falls <laughs> apart at the end. Classic episode. <laughs> Classic. Boy meets world. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll be doing um, episodes 16 and 18. And then the week after that, we will be doing episode 17, The Fugitive. Um, it's it's a big Sean episode. Um, yeah, we just feel like it's the standout of the season. Yeah. And so we want to look at it by itself. Especially for character building. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's the standout. So we're going to watch it by itself. So next week, do not watch episode one. I mean, you can I mean, still you can just it. do whatever you want because you're free to do that. Yes. We're, not, we're not in charge of you. But we will not be talking about episode 17 until two weeks from now. So, and watching them out of order really doesn't matter. Lessons do not carry over. No, they don't. And they seem to be filmed out of order anyway. Or released out of order. Yes, but we can't take the take it that way. This is canon for whatever reason. Their basketball season starts it recruiting starts in, March. in March. Well, they had a father son base softball game in January. In January, so uh, in Pennsylvania, this is a buck wild, a yes. buck wild way. They just do sports weird up there, I guess. This all works, but uh, yeah, it's all canon. It's all true. It's all perfect. I guess Topanga, maybe it was a holiday was for her hippie family. Yeah, her people. They're coming together to figure out a name for her people. <laughs> <laughs> that is another future joke that you should not know. I know them all. Um, but yes, yeah, so yeah, that's our weird, weird programming note. Um, we didn't have a question for the second episode. We didn't. I don't really know one off the top Did of my head. Did you ever play sports? Ooh. You know when what? You're a child. I want to know when your first crush was, because that's the mm-hmm. episode from the first one. And if you have a good story, let us know. And for the second one, I want to know. I don't know. <laughs> I think sports. Yeah. Maybe I'll find a picture of me in my basketball uniform. I know I have them. Ooh. Maybe I'll find a picture of me showing pigs as well. Ooh. Oh boy. We can see farmer jock can. I had a sick flat top. Not as tall as Harris's flat top in the episode The B Team of Life, but still surprisingly tall. Yeah, yeah. So we'll tweet that out. Um, and I, in honor of Harris, will watch the Chicago Bulls documentary that Ooh, is on the last Netflix. Dance. Yeah, I probably won't too. do that. Well, I probably will because, I mean, even to a non sporty like me, Michael Jordan in the 90s is still. Yeah, that's legend. Yeah, that's mythology. Anyway, we've gone on enough at the end. Tweet at us, email us. Yeah. We love We're you. We so love happy this show. the messages that we got. Yeah, we, we absolutely love getting those messages. And we love the show. Um, these weren't the most standout episodes, but I know that our, the next two are going to be a lot better. The Fugitive is going to be a lot better. Model Family is really funny. Uh, yeah. The one where they have a scheme. <laughs> what mm. is that? It's, it's, is that where Mr. Feeney's babysitting? Yeah, that's the one where Mr. I don't remember Feeney's what babysitting. it's called, but it's good. Yeah. It's a very Eric-centric episode, which we've liked so far. Uh-huh. Well, actually, no. I just... We didn't pick an MVP 
did we? Uh, oh, no. We, I said Corey. You said Corey? Really? Mm-hmm. See, I was actually thinking Feeny. Oh. I, I just think feel like Feeny's reverse psychology uh-huh. uh, works really well, and him, you know, driving Corey to the game works really well. Yeah. I guess I just liked the, um, like, Corey's animatedness describing the event. It's but he's such a, good, a sour... I guess that's true. He's kind of a... Like, I do love that scene, but the uh-huh. rest of it... Yeah. I think Feeny. Plus Feeny. at the end where he's got the driving gloves and the sunglasses on. Yes. It's that's very, very good. That's when I wrote that down. That's okay. when I wrote that down. Okay. You've heard it here first. MVP, B-team of life, Mr. George Feeney. Yes. Played by William Daniels. This will also probably not make the end bracket, so we will never talk about no, this episode. We'll never speak again. about it again. All right. Well, why don't you sign us out? All right. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever, I'm Cameron. I'm Spartacus. Yes, I'm Ron also. This is the <laughs> second time we've made this joke at the end. Um, but anyway, so long, world. So long, world. <laughs>